Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, how you doing over there, man? Podcast. What's going on today? I'm doing well. That music doesn't yeah. get me all excited um, as it you know goes <sighs> at the snail's pace, but yes. that's fine. Yes, it, it makes it me want to. Point, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> but it feels like the second we hit that record button, it just wants to slow down. But the outro works just fine. Makes sense yeah. of that. It is what it is. I don't know. And it we makes need me want to dance in slow That's motion. what we should do. I know. I know. If you have a yeah. suggestion if you're of out there new music, and you're like, let us yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be copyright free or you know cheap because we don't pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, send us something that's just like, I don't know, that seems to fit our... Actually, you should send us links to see if it fits what we think we portray ourselves as as this Jesus Life podcast brand. That'd be fun. So like Yeah. Yeah. So like if they're sending us things you're like, whoa, that was way out of left field. It's either we have a different brand out there than we think we do, or you're just an idiot and sent us bad stuff. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't out. know. Send us songs that you think would be yep. good and uh and we will. We'll at least listen to them. Send us links. That'd be awesome. Dude, um it's true. We will listen to them. So far, yeah, we were catching buck? up a little bit. No, I have not got a buck. I, there's a people, if you're listening, there's a massive 10 point buck tormenting me and coming like either right before or right after I'm in the deer stand or when I'm not there at all. You know, um, like it's it's prime, prime Pennsylvania hunting season here uh, and on this November 14th. And uh, yeah. No buck, no buck, but there are many around and eventually I might get one. We'll see. Dude, I was going to say you should, uh, I don't know. You might want to get rid of Jack after what happened. Um, you were telling me before we started that he literally stole your Chick-fil-A sandwich patty out of your sandwich before you could eat it. And like, I don't know, dude. Like, he's a good dog. He's nice. I know you've bonded, and like, there'd be some grieving to go through if you did get rid of him. But this is like, if you took him to the pound and explained what happened, I feel like they'd just be like, normally we don't accept dogs in this scenario, but it was Chick fil A. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, like, they might be understanding of it. Who messes with Chick fil A? Because you can't they get might- it again. Like what happens if I got on a Saturday and then I was stuck? Then you get Chick Fil A for another two days. <laughs> Let's hear me talking about him because he came and laid down next to my feet. But <laughs> you go back yeah, to the human. Did you, you know you go to the Humane Society and they're like, Josh, you're actually making the best choice uh, <laughs> in this yeah, in this like scenario. We yeah, we totally. Did you know you're only allowed to take dogs to the Humane Society at a certain pace? Like it's you can return a dog like <laughs> once every three years or something like that. Or oh, give no. like turn in a dog. Oh no, yeah, I didn't know that. I remember signing paperwork when I got Jack. Them saying, you know, you have whatever <laughs> you can bring him back, but if you bring him back, you can't get a dog from us for three years. And you're like, Whoa. what? Oh. That's intense. I think I might like, give him a friend. Hmm, he'd like that. He would probably be much better behaved. I don't know friend. if you would like it, but uh, that's he'd probably hate it at behavior. first, and then and then really like it. I think he'd like it. Are you thinking like a small a dog, dog, big dog? Yeah, big dog. No, nah, bigger one. Can't be nice. too big. My house isn't big, but sure. Um, it could be a decent sized dog. We'll see. At some point, Sweet. I would assume I would get another dog, but <clears throat> that seems like I mean, a lot of responsibilities. Let's be honest. I remember like the responsibility of an, an animal hitting me um, after getting <laughs> Jack. I had him for like a month, and like that, that feeling of like, oh shit, like it's not leaving. Like, it's always going to be here. Um, this like, is forever. Like, uh, my life is forever changed. I have a dog. And, like, <laughs> then you go traveling and you have to, like, call people and, like, ask for, hey, could you help us out? Thankfully, yep. now, like, he gets along with my parents' dog. They live close from, you know, that they, is good. they used to live in Denver when I first got Jack. Yeah. So it's easy just to drop him off and they don't care. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as long as he doesn't dig, he likes to dig mm-hmm. uh, at their house for whatever reason. Dang. Yeah, man. They're not just uh, that. That. The, the thing is, you should you should first become like 
independent, you know, and then have a dog and then get married, then have a child. That's like the natural progression, you know, because once you have a kid, it's just like, oh, crap, this is forever yeah. for real. And they're like waking yeah. you up in the middle like, of the night. That thing's going like, to outlive, outlive you kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a weird feeling. <laughs> Dude. Like with Jack, I'm like, he's not going to outlive me. He's going to die before I die. <laughs> <laughs> With a kid, you're like, yeah, they're going to outlive me. Like, they I created should. something that's going to just last. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully. Yeah. That's yeah. not the case. Yeah. Hopefully. Feel, feel for you, but. Yes. Um, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what's new with you? Other than you're trying to hunt a buck. I've been trying to hunt uh, often. Um, other than that, oh, this is also exciting. And you might have seen this on Instagram. But it's finally cold here and we put in our wood burning insert, which is like a it's like it goes in your fireplace. It's a big cast iron wood burning thing Um, and it's really sweet. So last night uh, we had our what? Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had it for we've had it for a while. I mean, it's like it's not like new technology or anything, but. It's a wood burning insert that like all black uh, cast How iron. How does your stove normally burn? Oh, before that, it was just an open fireplace. Um, so just to open, you know, like you can just build a fire in there. Now it's like a wood burner that sits in there and there's a liner that goes oh, down so like the chimney. the whole thing you replaced in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we put the whole oh, okay. thing in I'm there. Yeah, but the cool thing about a wood burner is like, so with a chimney and just an open fireplace, it actually like you you burn and it like puts some heat in your house. But then when the fire goes out, your chimney's hot and then it sucks all the heat out with it. So it actually loses you more heat than it gains overall with a wood burner um, like that. It actually like helps heat your house. So our house was just like really nice and toasty last night and super enjoyable. Um, so going to be having fires often. I need to stock up on firewood, but that's okay. I got a, I got a firewood guy just down the street. Um, uh, that's like an excavation company the and then they, they keep it, chop it up. It's all good. So going to have to go see the firewood guy soon. What about you, man? What's new other than the sandwich thievery and, and dog contemplation? Other than dog stealing my Chick-fil-A. Uh, funny thing is I don't even eat Chick-fil-A that often. Uh, like I got burned out on it, but then my nephews like that's the only fast food that I could put up with, um, and they were they all eat. about it. So yeah, we ended up there. Yeah, so I've eaten yeah. it again since. But well, I tried to eat it again since, and freaking Jack has eaten it again since. Uh, he left me the French Jack. fries. So nice of him. Uh, what's freaking new? Jack. Nothing huge. Uh, some transitions at work, moving around things. Yeah. Um, but other than that, pretty pretty normal. It's crazy when you work for a, a real company and how much money they throw at you. It's just, I come from church world <laughs> where there's never any money. Yeah. Um, and the it's, only way you get like raises is everything by 5% six job descriptions to your life. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And that's the only way like you can get anything is you just do more work. Um, right. When you work for a real company, you make so much money. It's, it's much nuts. better in some ways. In some ways it's, it's not, you know, but, but it's good. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, what are we what are we talking about on Ooh, this? Uh, I'll tell you this. this I will tell you this. Oh. So I'm, I'm listening to a new, new audiobook. Okay. Um, called Shoot, what's the name of it? It's called Rabbit. Um Rabbit? And it's like the life story of a yeah, Rabbit of a comedian. So I follow Tom Segura and um Bert Kreischer. <clears throat> like I listen uh-huh. to their podcasts and you know, when their specials come out, well, they had her on their podcast. I don't know, not that long ago. And she talked about this book. Um, and her name's miss Pat. Maybe you've heard of her, but, um, her comedy's okay. Not great. But this book is like a story of her life. She grew up in like the ghetto hood of, of Atlanta and lived a drastically different life than I have ever seen, let alone experienced. Right. Yeah. Whoa. My, my just like fell on me. Oh boy. Um, let me tighten that. Sorry. Uh, and like, dude, some of the stories that this lady tells, like yeah. pure mind boggling of what, like what's just normalized, like abuse uh, of Dang. any, like you name the type of abuse. And like, that was just normal. Like that's just like Dang. her mom, when she would get mad at her, would shoot a 22 at her. 
like in the house, um, just to like get her to our attention. <laughs> like, wait a second. Like, oh, uh, yeah. And That's then insane. sexual abuse is rampant. She was pregnant by like 13, had her second baby by 14. The, um, the social worker was trying to convince her to abort the baby. Like all these just crazy stories. That's nuts. That but is really at least, nuts. Like you get a picture into someone else's life that you're like, wow, I didn't even know this was real life for people. Just like, very different than what your experience has been. That's insane, yeah. man. Or like make money. You got to make money any way you can. So she's selling crack um, and making a lot of money doing it. That's um, crazy. Yeah, all these, these crazy stories. So it's called rabbit written by, I don't know her. I don't remember her last name. Patricia, Patricia, something. Um, wow. She goes by miss Pat. Wow. But yeah, crazy, completely dude. crazy story. But it also started, shows not to get political, but I'm gonna get political. It also shows like <laughs> because of because poverty being so high, like mm-hmm. how the government has so much control over these people's mm-hmm. lives that they come become completely dependent. And for her, like she was like, I didn't want no help. So like I was gonna figure out how to get out of it. And for her it was, it was crack. I haven't got to the story wow. of like how she became a comedian and got out of the life altogether, but um, there's like hints of it where like she met a guy who was, I think her supplier. So she, he was supplying the crack, but he was like showing her a different life outside of the hood. Like, Hey, this is how other people live. And she's like, wow. I, I didn't imagine like, this is how people could actually live in this life. We could go to red lobster and it'd be normal. Um, and that kind of stuff. But so she's Dude. starting to get to that part of the story, but yeah, purely mind boggling. That is mind boggling. Um, yeah, very different than very different than how I grew up. But that's probably, you know, that's the beauty of like a good story or a good book is like it puts you in somebody else's shoes in a real way. Um, right now I'm being yeah. very responsible in my reading. Uh for the first time in a while. I'm just reading I have like a couple business books I'm reading that are good, you know, but but not crazy like yeah. that. These are just more like, hey, professional development type stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And that's usually I put all that I on read, my list. So this is kind of outside yeah. my nice. Outside my my zone. Nice. Dude, I know what's in in your zone. And that's uh that's Jesus, <laughs> from what I can tell. It's and Jesus. uh <laughs> and I know last week, uh it's been a little over a week ago, but last week uh we talked about um God the Father. And we were initially going to talk about kind of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit and their roles and what they do, what they are. Uh, part of our kind of foundations series that we're doing, um, where it's really just like, hey, let's look at Christianity uh, and this Jesus life from the ground up. You know, what, it, what are the foundations of what we believe and why? And how do we get practical about all of that? And in the midst of our God the Father conversation, uh, we spent a lot longer there than we thought, you know, and decided, hey, let's just do this one by one rather than trying to fit Jesus and the Holy Spirit into the last 10 minutes or whatever amount of time we had left. So um, that's where we're at today, man. And uh, wanted to just send it your way to kind of kick us off of like, I don't know, how should we think about Jesus Christ? How should we talk about him today? And yeah, take us away. Yeah. Thanks for setting that up. Uh, <laughs> what do we need to know about Jesus? A lot. Um, There's a lot. About Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a theology standpoint, you know, God the Son um, doesn't have a beginning, just like God the Father always was. Uh, we can see as we read through scripture, he was a part of uh, the creation process. Um, you know, he was, uh, some argue there's moments that, you know, Jesus, the spirit showed up on earth as well. Um, can I pause you on the physical the- theological and, and ask you a question that I think you'll really enjoy answering? Yeah. I love Sorry. enjoying, enjoying <laughs> questions. Sorry to derail you. And I'm happy to answer this too, but I realized after I set you up like, Hey, a much better way might've been to just say like, Josh, what are the things you like about Jesus that make you actually want to follow the example that, that he lived uh, here on earth? Like, what are the, what are some of those standouts and not like Josh, what's the list of all the things, but like, what are a few of the standout things that you really like about the way Jesus lived and the example 
that he gave us. Oh, the way Jesus lived and the example that he gave us. I was thinking like, what yeah. do I just like about Jesus? Um, <laughs> that too. Uh, I, I think there's a part of it that's countercultural um, that calls you to more. Like there's, there's a, a, not a higher level or a better level, but better would be a true characteristic of it. Um, of just there's a there's a different way to live this life um, here on earth um, that is extremely countercultural to how we live this life and you know it's it's built inside of humility it's built inside of service of others um, and all those things it's it's built to push against the human condition of selfishness um, I found myself saying this this is unrelated but related because uh, it has the word selfishness in it um, I've, this thought's been running through my head for like, I don't know, the last two weeks uh, of, you know, if you could come to the point in your life where you recognize everybody is selfish and you could just function from that truth because it's true, uh, you probably have a be- much easier life. Like you wouldn't be shocked when people harm you. You wouldn't be shocked when people stab you in the back. You wouldn't be shocked hmm. when someone kind of pushes you aside to get ahead uh, because everybody's selfish. And the reality is you probably do those same characteristics to other people and might not even realize it because of your selfishness. Like if, if you could just get to the place of like, yeah, now don't get to the cynical place of everybody's selfish and be like, F the whole world, we're all screwed up. Like, I think it's just, a, <laughs> there's a healthy balance that you can live in there that maybe a little bit um, easy, make, makes life a little bit easier as you interact with people. If you just recognize, yeah, everybody's selfish. They're going to make decisions based on what, preserves themselves, uh, hmm. preserves their comfort, preserves their lifestyle, preserves, you know, their belief system, whatever, like everybody's selfish because we don't like to change. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Jesus, Jesus introduced something completely opposite. Hmm. Um, it was less of you, more of him. Um, it was this life of selflessness um, that he modeled for us as he came to earth. Um, and the unique thing about Christ to kind of tie it back into um, who Jesus is in general like Jesus was the physical form uh, of God himself. So he was fully God um, as he came to earth and he came in a way that no other man has ever come uh, to earth. Like he was, you know, um, miraculously conceived. Couldn't remember yeah. the word. I'll try to put conceive before miraculous and screw up in my head. Um, <laughs> right? Like That's didn't funny. carry the sins of the father because his father was God himself and you know, impregnated mm-hmm. a woman. Not in like a weird, like in a porno sense, like pregnant woman, probably by speaking it like he spoke creation into existence. Right. Like don't right. let your mind run too right. far down that road if you're hearing the story for the first time. That's uh, weird. And then, so he was fully man at the same time, lived a yeah. perfect life um, without sin, uh, which I think is really helpful for us to remember that Jesus was sinless. And then to read about the recorded life of Christ here on earth, um, because I think it gives you... I, I think we get this mindset inside of Christianity that like we have to be a very specific way and you're um, meek in your, you know, behavior, though meekness is a trait of Christianity. Um, But like, there's this like piece of like, I have to, I don't know, I have to be a very specific. It's like that, that sweet Southern woman way. If Southern woman really were like the characters they try to portray and not just the facade that they've created about themselves. Like it's like that mindset, but that wasn't Jesus. Like Jesus was a manly man um, that did rough and tumble things that spoke his mind. Oftentimes um, that didn't always come across as the most loving of guys, um, you know, to specific situations Mm -hmm. like when they really matter. Right. Like, so there's that piece of it. Um, but he would lived a perfect life so he could be eventually the, the perfect death or the perfect sacrifice, you know, as we'll get into when we talk about the salvation story for sin to be forgiven, blood had to be shed. Um, and you know, under old covenant, that blood had to be uh, pure blood. Um, yeah. and Jesus was that pure, had no sin, had no blemishes, um, and then was able to die in our place, um, and kind of play that role, um, but Jesus, you know, when we look at Jesus' life here on earth, he, like, he was the example of what it meant to really follow uh, God or be a Christian, you know, a mini Jesus uh, yeah. in this life. Um, you know, so we have the benefit of that being recorded and we can read about it and talk to Jesus about it. Um, but like yeah. in the big picture, to kind of give you a picture of the whole thing, here's God the Father um, over it all, um, all powerful, almighty, spoke everything into existence. Um, 
though they're all the same God, there's different aspects of them. God, the son was the physical form of God here on earth. Um, and then was eventually the sacrifice of God, um, that needed to make. And then God, the Holy spirit is now our, our gateway for lack of a better term between, uh, humanity now, um, in the physical realm, uh, and back to God and, and, and Jesus in the spiritual realm. Hmm. That's solid. To, to tag on a little bit of what you were saying about just some of like the characteristics of, of Jesus, that how he lived as a person, as a man, um, man, he was really good at seeing people, uh, for what they actually were, you know, not for the things that, that might, uh, trip up others. Yeah. But like seeing people not based on their titles or status or wealth or education or whatever the, the thing was, you know, he's really good at, at seeing people of like, yeah, I see the, the possibility there. I see what you could become if you want to follow me and you want to follow in this way. Um, and then inviting people into it. Like the way, the way he treated people shows that clearly, you know, uh, we just finished this, um, series like seven weeks of doing like some, uh, small group stuff at our church, like adult small groups. And we were going through Mm -hmm. the book, the book of John going, uh, through the seven miracles that, that, uh, Jesus did in the book of John, like, uh, he healed a couple people, one guy who was paralyzed since birth. Um, then he healed somebody who was blind since birth. He, uh, it, it culminated in him raising Lazarus from the dead, but all throughout those, those signs, um, including walking on water, water. And I'll probably remember the other three, but all throughout, like the, the way he treated people, um, before and after conducting the miracles or, or, um, I don't know, conducting a miracle sounds weird, but before and or after performing a miracle, um, he treated people with a lot of di- dignity um, based on who they were, based on their character almost. Like he treated people with real love and radical love um, regardless of who they were. And even into the Pharisees when he's like throwing things in their face, like he was the only one doing that and he had the authority to do that. Um, as opposed to, to most other people in the day, you know, he's like, no, I have a direct connection to God, the father, and you're not living the way you should, you know, like, uh, let me call you a little higher here and try to correct you in this so that you could live in the way that, that God, the father would have you live. Um, but yeah, man, Jesus, Jesus was a good dude. Um, and, and strong, um, ridiculously smart, I would say, you know, like he, we talk about like the, the Socratic method of like, you know, asking questions to get people to like search out their own answers and learn in the process. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus was a master of that. Uh, and I think he was alive well before Mm -hmm. Socrates. Um, if I remember right, um, he was a master at like people come in to con with like wanting to, to have a conflict and he like diffuses it immediately and then asks them questions that then create these principles and these stories that, that are in the Bible, you know, what we consider to be the written word, um, of God, um, yeah. or, or a way to know God much more deeply is, is through the Bible. Um, but Jesus is somebody that was worth following and that, that the people, the down and out and the high and mighty, uh, chose to follow him you know, while he was alive, they chose Mm -hmm. to like go and see what this guy was up to. They chose to submit to his authority. They chose to try to walk in the way that he walked and talk and think in the way that he thought, you know, they realized like, Mm -hmm. this is a, a physical man, but much more than that, you know, he's not just a man. Um, and, and one thing I've always thought was cool. Like he was a carpenter, um, by trade, you know, uh, he made stuff, you know, and it wasn't a, it wasn't this like glamorous job, you know, carpentry has always been difficult, but back then, like even more so it's all working hard with your hands. And it was somebody that, uh, is described as kind of comely, you know, not particularly like great looking or whatever, just like pretty normal looking dude, probably pretty strong. Um, but ridiculously, 
wise and discerning and in tune with God, you know, and we're getting ready to start the Christmas season, um, which is weird. You know, it's like mid November Thanksgiving's coming in a couple weeks or a week and a half. And then dude, it's right off to the races where we, you know, the whole world or pretty much the whole world celebrates Christmas for one reason or another. And it's, uh, you know, it's a season marked by the birth of Jesus. Not that he was necessarily actually born on December 25th, because a lot of people think it was more like August. That doesn't matter. It's like it. the thing that matters is like celebrating Jesus coming into the world, celebrating this miracle fulfilled of, of the virgin birth, uh, of something that we've never seen before. Mary becoming pregnant um, and then giving birth to a son. Uh, by that miraculous consumption or <laughs> consumption, uh, <laughs> miraculous consumption. She, her. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mary miraculously becoming pregnant, you know, and, and then Jesus living this crazy unique life that just kept calling him more and more human and more and more apart from human, uh, culminating in him dying on the cross. Um, for us and being raised by God's power um, through him uh, to be with God in heaven. You know, like, I don't know. It's a wild story and it's it's a hard thing to just dive in and say, hey, tell me about what is the role of Jesus, you know, in this world and in your life. But I think he's somebody worth following. And and for me personally, every time I teach or I I, I read the things that he taught and I think about them and study them and try to apply them to my life. Um, at least my, I'm not going to say just my life gets better, but my perspective on life always gets better. You know, uh, this isn't prosperity gospel where we just say, if you go and, and do the things that Jesus taught, you're going to be super rich. You're going to be super powerful because probably not, but you're probably going to uh, have a much better life. Uh, throughout and a much more meaningful life throughout. So I don't know. I think Jesus is good. And I think Jesus was was God incarnate, um, like the, the perfect example of how to live, uh, how to be godly on this fallen uh, life. I think that's who Jesus is or, or part of who he is. I think too, like with, with Christ, like when we read the examples that we have in scripture and um, even, you know, now as you experience Jesus um, through uh, salvation and, you know, relationship being restored, like Jesus was a relational expert. Um, I think there's a lot of, like you said in there, Jesus asked really good questions. Um, like asking really good questions is, is typically a pretty good, you know, uh, EQ, you know, and emotional intelligence yeah. in terms yeah. of like, how do you get to mm-hmm. the root of things by asking good questions? If you've never read, um, shooters for guys name, uh, John Maxwell's, uh, good leaders ask great questions. It's mm. definitely worth a read if you want to increase there. I think Christians, you know, there's so many aspects of Jesus that we want to copy, but one aspect of Jesus that we don't usually copy well is Jesus's ability to do relationship really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not something yeah. we ever focus on, but like, which is crazy. Cause like all of Christianity is built on those two commands. Either you're building yeah. relationship or fostering relationship with God or you're fostering relationship with man, um, but you're fostering relationship. And the only way you foster relationship is you have to become really, really good at relationship. That's how it gets better. Uh, and part of that I think is, is asking questions. I'm um, letting people come to their own conclusions on things. And, um, I think in relationship and in society today, we're so like, we're so poised to like get people to think that way, the way that we think. Yeah. Um, so we tell people what to think rather uh-huh. than ask questions that guide them to those places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we miss that. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the series now. What's the series of Jesus's life? Oh, the chosen or chosen. All the Christians are waiting. The chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen the chosen. I think well done. A lot of great things about it, but one thing I don't like about it is it portrays Jesus as like aloof or like distant um, mm. from his followers. Like he isn't a part of the mix. He's kind of like always off doing his thing, and like the disciples are all together. 
Um, hmm. But the reality is like, that wasn't the case. That would have been all together uh, in, in relationship. Like it's relationship that makes key to all these things work. Like it's the only way he would have, well, he's Jesus. So he knows everybody, but for us, it's the only way we're going to get to really understand people to be able to guide them and lead them and ask good questions yeah. to lead them in those places is to actually know them. Yeah. Um, and the only way we're going to know people is we spend time with people. It's the same thing yeah. with Jesus. The only way we're really going to know Jesus is spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can ask Jesus good questions too. Um, he'll answer them. Um, so there's that piece of it, I think is, yeah. I think that's the most important piece of who Jesus is that Christians should be replicating in their lives more than anything else. Um, hmm. And someone say, well, what about the love of Jesus? Shouldn't we? That comes in relationship. Like you can't mm. be in relationship with people if you're not going to love people. Um, you're going to struggle. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I think it's the relationship piece that we should be modeling. Because relationships attractive, right? Yeah. Like it was attractive in that day. Granted, Jesus performed some miracles too, and that's what got the crowds there. But people followed because of relationship, because of what Jesus stood for. Um, like relationships attractive. So if we really want to see the gospel penetrate lives and of people and penetrate hard places in, in the world, like relationship has to be the, the tool that we use to get there, which means we have to be really, really good at relationship. Um, so find the things that help you things like, you know, Maxwell's book, um, to learn how to ask good questions. And a lot of relationship is just, it's gaining influence with people and, you know, we'll use Maxwell cause we're on the topic. Like Maxwell has yeah. a quote saying all relationship is, is influence. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just trying to gain influence yeah. with people. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with relationship. We're just trying to gain influence with people. Hmm. Um, so yeah. we have voice uh, to speak into life and ask questions of their lives. But yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest aspect of who Christ was that we miss the most as Christians and don't try to imitate. And you, man, it, like Jesus modeled relationship really well. Uh, with others, with his disciples, and like even with with God, you know. But yeah, I was gonna get there. Like he, um, like he was raised in the Jewish tradition, and and he had the the same Bible as as the Jews use the practicing um, by religion Jews use today, the Torah. You know, um, he studied it fully. You know, um, he he knew the Torah backwards and forwards but the reality was the thing that set him apart was that he knew God the Father directly he had a direct relationship a real direct, a real relationship with God um in a, in a way that allowed him to not just be speaking and teaching from this place of head knowledge but of authority of like no I'm here representing God I know the scripture you have and I know not just like the words on the page, but the heart behind it, you know, like I actually know God. So I have the heart behind it down, you know, I know the, I guess, root <laughs> concepts of like why we should love one another so that I can talk about that in a way that's mm-hmm. powerful and attractive. And I can live it out on many levels in a way that people want to follow my example in it. You know, it's not just like, Head knowledge is one thing, but when you're you're living something and then you're talking about it, it's it's a whole different story. To the point where when somebody challenges you on a thought, you're not just like defensive. You know, Jesus, like when when the lawyer approached him and said, like, uh, "Hey, I've done all these things. Like, what else do I have to do to be perfect and go to heaven?" Um, he backed up and he's like, "Well." The par- that's where the parable of the Good Samaritan came from, you know, where he's like, um, hey, actually, let me tell you a story and ask you some questions about it. Because Jesus knew the root of like, the your neighbor is the one you can serve that's in front of you. And, and he knew that the lawyer that was challenging him did not want to serve the one that was in front of him. The lawyer wanted the list mm-hmm. of like, did that, did that, did that, did that. Now I can live however I want because mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, Jesus is like, no, no, it's about your heart. And it's not about a list. A list is fine, but it's about your heart. In the same way that Jesus mm-hmm. not only understood the scripture deeply, that all his fellow Jews knew of the day, um, you know, but he lived it out. He knew the root concepts. He knew it um, intimately and he lived it. So then when he was challenged, he had the, the real, uh, I don't know, concepts to go back with, you know, he had something to stand on, I guess, to teach from. So 
although Jesus was young, while throughout the time of his like recorded ministry, um, I think common knowledge is, or I, I understand that he likely died when he was about 33, um, died on the cross at that age, or 31, might be mixing that up. It's not that old, you know, like I'm 31. Um, and, you know, that'd be a couple years left for me, basically. But Jesus made a profound impact in the in the years he was teaching and the years he was having people follow him, I guess, in life. And and in the time before that, he was probably just like making stuff as a carpenter, you know, growing up and then helping living a normal life, relatively normal life. Um, His public ministry did not last that long, but it has changed everything since it, you know, like it literally changed the world in a way that, that, I don't know that anybody else's single life ever has um, since Jesus. Yeah. I think too, like, um, you know, we look at Jesus three years of ministry, like he was establishing something new. And I think oftentimes we forget that, like the church came out of that ministry. Um, You know, what we understand of Christianity came out of that ministry. Like he spent three years equipping 12 guys, essentially 11 um, to, to push uh, his new kingdom in, into existence uh, here on earth. Um, so preparing them for that. And then of course, bringing uh, Paul into the equation after the fact, but um, I think there's that um, uh, whole thing of it as well that we miss um, that, you know, there was a bigger purpose of what was going on in Jesus' life and what we, he was trying to establish. Yes, he came to be the ultimate sacrifice, um, um, to forgive us of our sins, but you know there was a bigger story that was also going on um, because of that salvation that he wanted to reintroduce. He wanted to introduce for the first time something new, and, mm. and we call that the church or his new kingdom. And yeah, and then we often forget that as well. Um, that's worth you know digging into and understanding and applying to our own lives of what did Jesus want to you know want seen in in you know his people moving forward, those that have chosen to follow him. Um, but yeah. Oh, Jesus. He's such a good dude. Um, he is a good dude. He's a good dude that gets a bad rap, right? Like even going back to what you were saying yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, like it's really easy for us as humans to get a checklist because it's it's easy for us. And as long as we check everything off the list, or we check you know more things off than you know, so-and-so down the street, then we're good. Um, and the point that Jesus was trying to make, you know, even in the great commandments as he's repeating those to that lawyer, um, and ends it with, you know, all the, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Yeah. Um, you know, we miss that, you know, we miss that as well as like it's relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is, these were the commands that Jesus gave or that God gave, you know, the Israelites, because these are the commands that one established a new society, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of societal commands in there. Um, and then two, uh, that, you know, this is how you love people around you well, and this is how you love me well as, as your God and your, your creator. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that, of uh, you know, as well, it's so easy for us to miss that, you know, we're like, well, I've been to church and I read my Bible like four times last year. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like really good as, as a Christian right. like, compared to everybody right. else. Like I'm freaking uh-huh. knocking it out of the park. Like you see how much money I gave? Like I was looking at my taxes. Like yeah, all those things are like, yeah, you're checking it, all man. the boxes, but like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I was there at Easter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that piece of it that, yeah, like sure. All good things. Just like the Pharisees from the outside, everything looked great. Like they were doing all the right things. There's, you know, people weren't able to bring grievances against them because they were doing it right based mm-hmm. on the checklist of laws. Um, but what Jesus was trying to introduce being something new was, no, this is all about relationship. It's how do yeah. we do relationship really well with people around us? And how do you do relationship with me? Yeah. Um, and I think oftentimes we like to glaze over that because relationship is hard. It just mm-hmm. is. It's hard. It takes time. We don't see the fruit of it right away. Like all of those things are true. Um, yeah. Right. There's friendships I have today that I've had for the last decade or over a decade that you're like, man, I feel like we're just getting to a place where like we're seeing real good fruit. Yeah. out of these relationships, right? Like it, they just take time. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish it happened overnight. Life would be so much easier if it happened overnight, but that's not the model that Jesus gave us. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to do it his way. So we got to dig into those relationships. 
Totally. Dude, let me tell you that I'm open to Matthew eight, uh, because that was one of the one of the verses I was gonna read. But I have a couple things like called out in Matthew seven. And I think this one goes well with this idea that when you follow in the way that Jesus led and you you follow uh and try to apply his teachings and his way of life to your life, um, here's a good one. Uh Matthew seven. Uh, 13 through 14 it says enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. There are many who enter through it for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it um, right on the heels of that. He, he basically says what you, you often says, Hey, you're going to know people by their fruits, you know, beware of the people who outwardly, look like they have it all together and call you to follow them when they really just want something from you. Um, beware of the false teachers, you know, look at the fruit of what their life is, is teaching, uh, what their life is producing, but that, Hey, there's an easy road and there's a hard road in life. I'm calling you into the much harder life. I'm calling you to not just Mm -hmm. go with the flow to not just, like do whatever feels right to you in the moment. I'm calling you to live by principles of actually following God, of actually living in in this real relationship with the Lord, one that calls you upward, simultaneously calls those around you upward. Um, I'm calling you to choose the narrow path, you know, and it's not the easy path. Like it's a lot harder, but that's why it's a call. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the cool thing is Jesus didn't give us like a roadmap and then just say, okay, good luck on your own. You know, like it wasn't that way at all. He, if you, if you're a Christ follower, um, a Christian, uh, they were just called, the church was first called just the way, which I think was probably about just living in the way that Jesus, uh, lived. Like, how do we follow in that way? Um, because that's who we want to be like, you know, um, if you're a Christian, you, I believe that that God sent Jesus as the embodiment of Himself uh, to to show us and to do a lot of things, but essentially show us how to live and also to break the the bonds of sin um, to that atone for our own sin, something that we couldn't atone for, something that we couldn't cover that mm-hmm. Jesus was able to fulfill on behalf of us. But after Jesus died, um, he rose again and he ascended into heaven. So after that, he sent the Holy Spirit, which we'll get into very, probably next week. Um, but he sent the Holy Spirit as a mediator so that we could have a direct relationship between us and God in the same way that Jesus did. You know, like direct connection, you know, like you're think of cell phone service, like you're never without a signal unless you choose to be without a signal. You know, um, you can always pray. You can always talk to mm. God and you can always, and that's not a perfect analogy. I, I see you cringing. That. I see you cringing. I know. Yeah, Maybe. because I went, I, to, I went to order Starbucks earlier this week. <laughs> and for whatever reason in that little pocket, I had no cell service. So I couldn't pay for Starbucks. With my <laughs> that's funny. And I well, didn't choose that. All I'm Who's saying. Service in that area? I'm just saying. No, no, no. <laughs> there's sometimes you don't have cell signal and it doesn't matter if you want it or not. I mean, real signal like between you and the Lord direct connection. Um, But yeah, Jesus, Jesus came and lived it out and showed us how to live and how to follow the the Lord in a real way. And all the crazy things and all the principles, all all the, the things that he did were for, to help us and those around him understand like, this is how you follow God. And, and this is who God is. This is how you walk in the way that I walked. Um, this is how you live in this way, you know? Um, yeah. And you look at the fruits of Jesus's life and they're amazingly positive. Um, you could look at the fruits skeptically and say, ah, the church has done all these bad things, but man, done a lot of good what things are too. Those fruits, Andrew? And, and I, what'd you say? Sorry. What are those fruits? You look at, if I look, well, let me just talk about my life. So rather than, than broad, um, I look at, uh, 
the way that my parents lived as a result of of trying to follow Jesus. And, you know, compared to even that life of like the the author of The Rabbit, like you were talking about at the beginning, like living in these dire circumstances where violence and um, sexual violence and abuse and all the things were so common. Like, man, my life was not marked with that. And it was marked far from that. And it wasn't just because we were middle class. It was because my parents were were choosing to live in a way that, that their lives were submitted to the will of God. They were saying, we want to look like Jesus. We want to uh, we want to do what we can to follow him. We want to treat everyone around us with love. We want to show generosity. We want to be quick to show grace to people. We want to show mercy to people. We want to li- raise our kids in this tradition um, and, in, and with these guideposts, I guess. Um, I look at my life and I'm like, yeah, th- I didn't know it growing up, but like that's that's not necessarily just normal. You know, that's like... People, they were choosing to make sacrifices to to raise us in that way, um, my myself and my siblings, rather than um, you know choosing things that were just better for them in the moment. You know, they were sacrificing a lot of things to live well uh, and, and walk more in the way of Jesus um, in that way. So I just noticed that now, and I, and you also, as you grow older, maybe can look back better and see what could have been, you know, versus what was. And um, I don't know, man, I just, I was going to talk real big and about history throughout and things like the crusades that you could look and say, ah, the church is really bad. But, you know, Jesus warned of of false prophets and false teachers, like beware of, of the fruit that people are producing, you know, look at what their lives are leading to before you follow them. Because people could say all the right things and then have have that heart issue totally wrong um, and, and want to be self-serving in the way they lead others. And uh, you'll see that fruit over time. Um, but if somebody's authentically following the Lord, they're still going to make mistakes in their life. I'm still going to make mistakes in my life. Um, but I hope that my the overall fruit of my life shows like, well, that's somebody who's who's doing his best to follow in the way that Jesus led, um, as opposed to like, wow, that guy was just really selfish and lived for himself. Yeah. I think like, you know, kind of continuing on, um, in Matthew seven, um, you know, the tail end of the sermon on the Mount, Mm -hmm. like Jesus says this. And I, I think it, for me, it always gives lots of thought of, or a lot of evaluation of life, um, as you kind of look at your own and, um, whether or not, there's fruit or not, but in uh, verse 22 of, of seven, uh, Jesus continues. He says, not everyone to me, you know, who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. And then you start wondering like, what's the will of God hmm. uh, in my life? Like, am I aligned with that? But Jesus continues and he says, many of you will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Um, and in your name, drive out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. I don't know about you, uh, but I've never drove a demon out of a person, uh, though I'm <laughs> yeah. really looking forward to it. It's on my bucket list at some point. Uh, I think <laughs> I know what I would say to the demon. Like you I've, can verify this you have I'm going to go with the Paul approach. For years. Yeah, the Paul approach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, you don't need to know me. I guess it wasn't Paul. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was now. He says, you know, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who the hell are you? I know how to answer that question. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever performed any miracles in my life. Or if I did perform a miracle, I didn't know that God was performing a miracle through me. Uh, and depending on how you define prophecy in today's age, uh, I don't think I've ever prophesied, at least not like the Old, Coven- Old, Old Testament prophecies prophesied. Uh, so like if that's what they're using as defense of I- I'm screwed. Cause I'm not even at that level. Like I'm not, I'm not doing those kind of things in the name of Jesus. Uh, so then you really start to think like, what are, what actions am I doing that align with the will of my father? And I think it's in verse 23. I, th- I think this is the whole kit and caboodle right here. Um, this is then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. 
I think it's knowing Jesus. It's relationship with Jesus. It's relationship with people. The will of my father, Jesus told us it's love. God love people. Um, that means I have to be in relationship with people that love people, um, as hard as it may be at times. Uh, I think fruit of all of this, because it's easy for us. And I think it's natural for us to say fruit. Like we go to behaviors, like what behaviors am I doing? Hmm. Um, but the point of, of 21 through 23 is it's not behavior. That's not the point of this. I'm not trying to get to behavior. Uh, I'm trying to get to the fruit of it. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, in Galatians, we talk about the fruits of the spirit. These are yet to some extent their behaviors, but they're more than that. They're character pieces. Like I, I function with more, more love. I function with more patience. Uh, I function with like, we go through those characteristics of those things. And we've talked about, you know, it's not a goal of doing all of those things. It's a goal of fostering relationship with Jesus and being obedient to what Jesus is telling you inside of that relationship as those things start to become true of who you are. Um, so like, you know, we've, we've said this before, and I think it's a helpful question for all of us to ask, like, am I more like Jesus today than I was six months ago or a year ago? Um, yeah. Like, I don't think I'm more like Jesus today than I was six months ago. Uh, like, as I look at it, um, you know, practicing good habits. Sure. But like, I wouldn't say that I see more of, of those, those characteristics in my life. Um, but from a year ago, 100% from five years ago, uh, no doubt in my mind, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm more mm-hmm. like Christ than, uh, that I represent more of those fruits of the spirit than, um, sorry, I'm Googling. I couldn't remember if it was in Galatians four or five, but it's in five. Um, nice. Uh, and I'm writing it down so I can go on the show notes. Uh, Galatians 5. It's 5, 22 through 23. Um, right in the middle there. Um, but like, are, are these characteristics more true? Me, Do I have more joy? 100%. Um, I have more joy. Actually, I would say probably the last six months, I probably have more joy than I did six months ago. Hmm. Um, do I have more peace? Yeah, 100%. Um, nice. Forbearance, I don't know. Not until you get to like hard times, you're going to see that. Um, <laughs> kindness, I would love to think that's true, but I, probably not. I, I don't get described as kind that often. Um, <laughs> goodness, am I holy and good more today than I was six months ago? Mm, maybe, I don't know. Um, faithfulness, I would say yes. Uh, there's d- definite trials of that. Um, gentleness, self-control, yes. Um but the, when, when I read through those things and I evaluate my life and kind of look at it and have the, and have this conversation with Jesus, like I think this is a great conversation to have Jesus in what ways do I have more love or don't have more love than I did six months ago, you know, enjoy, like go through those conversations and, and let Jesus reveal those things to you um, on areas to work on. It, but when you look at these things and say, well, I'm, I'm lacking in these five. The goal isn't just to work on those five. <laughs> mm. The goal is just to dig into relationship with Jesus because the re- re- reality is you're not kind probably because past hurts you're still holding on to Hmm. um, defenses that you've learned to live as normal um, that keep people at a distance so they don't feel like you're kind um excuse me um like those are things that have to be dealt with it's not i'm just gonna white knuckle it and just be more kind to people in all reality like if you're just white knuckling and trying to be more kind to people, it's probably going to come across as insecure and they're not going to define it as kindness. Like probably going to feel more manipulative than anything else. Yeah. Uh, They're going to be like, what's this guy's or what's this lady's ulterior motives here? Why are they acting so much different than they used to be? Yeah. Um, Like in all reality, people around you probably won't notice your change um, because remember all people are selfish. They're just focusing on themselves uh, for a while until you do something out of character. Um, that they, they didn't expect, but it has to, but your growth has to be long enough that it feels like it's out of character, right? Mm. Like it feels that different because it doesn't point. happen over. Like I'm not yeah. going to have more joy overnight. <laughs> I can fake it. Um, but the reality is faking things as we learn, no matter what they are is exhausting. And I'm going to eventually stop. Yeah. Uh, like I could fake having more peace about my life, but shoot, who knows? I always wonder with peace too, like, sure, there's things that I wish were different about my life or moving faster than they actually are, um, or things, you know, dreams that I'm chasing and those types of things. Um, but like until real trial shows up and usually for me, it's money trial, like until money trial shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have to demonstrate peace because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I got, I got plenty of money. Like, yeah. I'm good. I don't have to think about, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, that's a little more scary. 
Like that would yeah. really show if yeah. whether or not I have peace. Like sometimes it's situations on whether or not you're going to see these things come out and play. Um, but um, I, I think these are the fruits that Jesus is talking about. I think the key to it all is fostering a relationship with Jesus. He said, right. I never knew you. Um, I don't know about you, but those are going to be terrifying words if you hear them, um, especially in, I get how easy it is for us to get to that place where it's like, uh, just like, give but me God, the I did list. all the right things. Like I checked yeah. all the boxes. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I get how we get there. Um, but man, I, I, I wish I knew a better way to say it because I, I assume at this point, 68 episodes, we've probably said it, I don't know, a hundred times. Probably. Uh, talking about the key to this life is a relationship with God and relationship yeah. with people. And how do we foster those things? Uh, and yet people still don't get it. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, people I talk to that I've been talking about these same things for, you know, three years now uh, don't get it. Um, they're like, I don't, I got to need another way to say it differently. And then you read his word and, People still don't get it, and it says it there, too. And you're just like, I don't know. Maybe this is just the human condition of people not being able to figure out the secret sauce to this Christian life, to this relationship with Jesus, this relationship. Yeah. Um, like, until we figure that out, we're, we're going to be struggling and on the struggle bus. And this is probably why so many people walk away from the faith. Yeah. Right? Like, they, they, they're like, I've done all the right things, and nothing's changed. My life doesn't feel any different. I feel like God's still distant. And you're like, yeah. Cause you never used any of those things to foster relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You're just doing them because that's what good Christians do. Yeah. Mm. That's what religion feels like. That's what Jesus was our, you know, uh, scolding the, the Pharisees about like you were a, you're a whitewashed tomb. You look great. That tomb mm-hmm. on the outside, man, that looked so mm-hmm. pretty and it was all clean and, and the right light. It shined, but inside just like everybody else, just dead bones, rotten and stinky and ugly yep. looking and mm-hmm. missing skin and all those mm-hmm. fun things. <laughs> but like that was the point he's trying to make that when he came to earth we talked about this just a second ago like this is what he was trying to establish that hey we've missed it up to this point we didn't get it uh, i'm trying to introduce something new yeah uh, and that's what he introduced was was through salvation through sacrifice on the cross we find relationship with god yeah. and relationship with people and we see jesus example of how to do relationship perfectly yeah um, so we can strive to do the same and be yeah. experts at it man you, your point was, or you said something like, just focus on cultivating relationship with Jesus, building your relationship with Jesus. I think you're right. Um, I think that the reality is it's not up to you and I when truth hits other people in a way that it will sink in. It's not up to you and I necessarily even when it when we're ready for truth, um, I think we can be in a posture to be more ready to hear God's like truth that is from God um, in our own lives in a way that we can hear it and then apply it. You know, I think that's by the grace of God. And I think that's um, that's a work of the Holy Spirit that maybe we'll talk about a little bit um, next time. Is that getting us ready to actually hear and understand and apply truth as opposed to just hearing something that we can put on the list, you know, of like, that's how I should appear. You know, it's like, no, no, like that's how your character should shift. And I'm God. So I'm going to walk with you as your character shifts, as your whole being orients a little bit more towards me and a little bit away from you, you know? Um, I just think that that's, but, but that doesn't let us off the hook of like, well, don't ever worry about speaking truth. Don't ever worry about living this way, like the opposite, you know, we want to give everybody around us the most chances possible to meet, to meet the Lord in real way and to see what living in the way of Jesus looks like by the way we live our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and on that thought, there can be all the self-righteousness that comes up of like, but I've done it all perfect. It's like, well, no, (laughs) anytime you're having those thoughts, like you're off, you know, um, and and you don't have to publicly acknowledge that if you don't want to, but if you're starting to feel that pride swell of like, look how great I'm doing, look how I've got this whole life figured out. It's like, man, there's a, there's a two by four that's going to come swinging at you at some point and you're not going to see it coming because you're living in a way that's prideful and that's focused on how good you're doing. And that's not grateful mm-hmm. and focused on how much God is doing in your life. Um, but all that to say, I don't know. Like, that's that's a little bit of like some tangents, I guess. But 
I just, I think Jesus um, lived in a way that we can follow. Not that we can follow perfectly. We're not perfect. Um, we're not God. Um, but but that gives us tools to to measure our life each moment and, and apply or not apply his teaching um, and apply or not apply these concepts that lead to like what you were talking about, like the real fruit of the spirit, um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Go read Galatians 5, 22 yep. and 23 for that full list. Um and maybe just use that as a practical, like, what do you do next step? If you're you're somebody who follows Jesus um, and that is a Christian, maybe go read Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and just use it as a conversation with God of like, hey, what areas am I doing better today in than I was six months ago, a year ago, five years ago? What areas do you want to continue to grow me in today, tomorrow, the next six months, you know, next year? Um, like, not that God's just going to say, hey, I'm going to give you a huge test in the form of patience. I mean, he could. He could tell you exactly what he's going to do. He just usually doesn't in my life. But he might start to prepare you to orient you already towards being ready to be more patient and being ready to receive whatever those trials are that will actually teach you that lesson deep and in a way that you can see that truth and understand it and then apply it for, for the rest of your days um, in a new level, in a new way. Um, yep. Jesus always calls us deeper, you know, by the way he lived and, and by the things that he taught, but not just what he taught, but the way he lived coupled with the things he taught. Um, he always leaves us an example that's worth following and that that kind of challenges in a way and calls us upward with so i don't know man i'm mm -hmm. i'm glad i'm glad to know jesus and yeah like that you know i think back to your point if that that those words like depart from me i never knew you <laughs> you know like when jesus talks about there will be judgment and people will say i did all these things in your name and it's hey i never knew you um i think when you hear that there's no fear in that for me, and that's just because I don't know why that is, but I, I feel like I'm just authentically trying to follow the Lord and trying to be uh, to walk in that in an authentic way. But there could be moments in my life where I hear where I read that or hear that and think, "Oh crap, like I know exactly what that's about in this moment, you know, and uh, I don't know, by God's grace, when I hear that. Right now, I'm encouraged. Of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the narrow path. But who knows, man? Who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think Jesus is somebody who ever gives us things to fear just for fun. Um, I think he's somebody who always calls us upward and always called those around uh, him upward and had real next steps they could do. Like, what does it mean to to sacrifice for others? Let me show you. You know what does it mean to live in real relationship with others? Let me show you. Go and do this. Wash people's feet. You want to be great? Be a servant to those around you. Um, things that we can apply. So anyway, man, I'm getting rambly, but those are those are my final thoughts. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about Jesus a yep. lot more times because we do every episode. But it is in our uh, podcast name, this Jesus Life. So. It's only fair we'd keep talking about it. True. Yeah. And I, I would end with this. Like, uh, I would spend some time today with Jesus uh, being reminded of the sacrifice that he made for the forgiveness of your sins. Um, praise him for that. Um, thank him for that. Um, talk about how that makes you feel and, and talk about the sins that he's forgiven. Um, not in the sense of like, you know, reminiscing on those sins, but for this for the sake of, um, being able to see the weight of, of Jesus's sacrifice in your life. Um, thank him for restoring relationship for the fact that you can talk with him, um, and, and have this conversation, you know, like Andrew said, dig into Galatians five, um, towards the end there, uh, and, and walk through those elements and ask Jesus, like, am I more, you know, are these more true of me today? And if they're not like, what, what am I missing? What do we need to talk about? Um, what do we need to figure out together? Um, and, and have those conversations and talk into it. And then I'll say that I'll end with this. Um, you're not as bad as you think you are. <laughs> you're not as good as you think you are. Uh, and you lie to yourself constantly. 
so so dig in to the conversation with Jesus and let Jesus guide you through those through those things because you're not as good as you are think you are not as bad as you think you are and you lie to yourself constantly thanks for listening to our show it really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people and it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on you can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast we believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ and you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you we want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.